0: Formula 1 has had its many shares of calendar changes, especially over the last couple of years. Sochi getting removed even this year, with the Chinese Grand Prix being cancelled due to China's zero-Covid policy. And then it wasn't replaced, leaving a four-week gap in system. It's left some fans very happy and some fans very sad. And that gave me an idea. Why don't I make my own Formula 1 calendar? Um, under my own criteria, bringing some old favourites back, and maybe keeping some new ones. And I thought, let's do it. Welcome back to another episode of the Round the Outside podcast. Um, today I'm going to be sharing with you a little, a little project I've been doing over the last couple of days. Um, I've made my own calendar for Formula One. Um, and I'm going to show it with you, since all the, um... Of all the controversy that's been going on with the, uh, with the calendar changes, with, um, um, China being gone, who's going to replace it, wasn't Malaysia, turns out nothing can replace it, that's going to, there's going to be a four-week gap between the race in Australia and the race in Baku. So, I thought, I'm going to make my own Formula 1 calendar, see how I go, um, and, yeah, so I'm going to go over a couple ground rules and the sort of ground criteria I've had to abide by. So here's, I'm sacrificing, considering that F1 wants to be net zero carbon by 2030, I'm sacrificing the sort of order of the races where they usually are for geographical locations so it's easy to move to each destination. Um, Meaning that I'm not doing any triple headers, there will be a couple double headers um, and those double headers will be close to each other. I haven't done the real dates for this, because, I mean, I, I tried to, but it was so complicated to find the right dates, especially with the summer break, and just trying to find everything together. So this is my, I mean, I'm, uh, Stef- Stefano, De ne- uh, Vickyo Krishnamikali. that sounds like my friend's dad's name, but, uh, <laughs> like an Indian dad's name, but, yeah, um, yeah. Let's get get straight to it. Um I'll sort of go so I'm also doing like in terms of the weekend itself of uh Friday morning do all the press stuff and then Friday afternoon, maybe about twelve one, FP one and then FP two in the evening. Um I mean it depends if the track has front lights, but I'll try and keep it as lenient as possible. Maybe at the press... Stuff about ten, and then have about eleven, maybe eleven ish. Um, free practice one, and then about Four hours later, free practice two. Um, depending on the circuit, obviously, because some circuits obviously are obviously are have night races, so that will be a different course. Saturday qualifying, Friday, uh, the race. I haven't done any sprint races or anything or sprint w- weekends for this. Um, these are just um tracks that I'm. Uh, just my personal opinion, I haven't really sort of put, like, sprint tracks or anything there. Um, I've gone with, I think it's, yeah, 23 races. There was so many that I, In my defense, um, I tried to keep it down to around 21, 20, maybe even under. But, yeah, I, I honestly just couldn't do it. Um, because, it, yeah, I, I, I found yeah just I found just too many circles. That I once were like, you get a place, you get a place, you get a place. And also the economic and the economic part of this thing. Oh, Vicky, everyone, F1, everyone, f everyone's a, a business. How is um, how are you going to get the money from it? Well, here's how. Here's how it works. Every single one of these circuits, um, and even some on the Formula One uh, calendar right now, have to pay to host a Formula One race. Meaning that um, the, I think the only track that doesn't do it are Miami and Vegas. So. All of these tracks are paying to host a race and Formula 1 will be able to take control of every single one of the races. Not like Monaco where the automobile club runs the event. Formula 1 runs all of the Grand Prix events for the year. Without further ado, I've um, done enough of the um, boring talk. Let's do it. Round 1, Melbourne. Um, I only got into Formula 1... About twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. I'm a pretty new guy, but um, to Formula One. But Melbourne, Melbourne has been on has been the first race of the calendar, at Albert Park, um, for quite a lot, quite long. I think since I'm not sure when, but I think it was a. It's been a very, a very good, um, place to start the season off in Australia, especially because that helps with all the other locations that I have. I have quite a few in Asia, actually. So that will help. Um, cause it's, pretty, it's only, it's only quite a sh- not a long time to the next place. Um, for me, it's a, always a double header to start the season off. I think you have to get into the swing of things. Then you can have the, the wait weeks breaking in between. Cause there's no point in having one race and then had to wait, wait, wait another week for the next race. That's, I find a little bit boring. That's a breaking memento. So, uh, I, I'm speaking so quickly. I just remembered. Um, I don't really like that breaking momentum between round one and round two. That doesn't really give me. That doesn't really sort of. That might not give the fan a little bit of interest, especially the casual viewer that's just tuning in. Um, that will not. That will not make them a, bit, a bit. A bit less encouraged to watch the next race. Um, so yeah, round one, Melbourne. Now round two. This is the first edition of many. To the calendar and uh, one of the the races that's not on the Formula One calendar currently. Round two, we're heading to Sepang, we're heading to Kuala Lumpur, to the um, Sepang International Circuit, aka the Malaysian Grand Prix. Now, I think it was on the calendar until 2017 because of um, money, uh, the money and the finances that was going to Formula One, like a lot of these circuits. So, I, honestly, I love Malaysia as a track. It's absolutely perfect for racing. you've Got high-speed corners, high-level high braking zones. Um, I I watch it. I know this because I have watched a couple highlights of Malaysia, and yeah, it's it's a very good track. So, uh, round two will definitely be in Malaysia. Number three, yeah, another track that's not on the Formula One track cal- calendar right now is Korea, also known as, uh, Seoul. Um, I think Korea used to hold a, hold, hold a race, especially in the early 2010s, and I think it did pretty well, it did very well, it provided some good racing, um, a lot of the fans loved it as well, I'm also, also I probably should have mentioned this, I'm going off what the fans are want as well, because if you have, if the fans are happy, the more fans are going to get interested in the sport, ticket, cri- ticket prices will probably increase, uh, if the circuit abides with that, ticket prices will increase, generating more revenue, so... Um, I think Seoul definitely is definitely also appealing to a, a certain part of the world in Korea, which has a massive population. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's yeah that w- it would just be a win-win. I think quite. I think there's a, I think there's a massive Formula One community in Korea that doesn't obviously doesn't have a race, which which is a shame. Uh, round four. Now, um, the re the reason I'm doing this round is because it's going to obviously attract more fans again and it is also not on the Formula1 calendar for 2023 or 2023 in fact it hasn't been on the Formula1 calendar since 2013 and it is the bud International circuit in India now you can sort of see a pattern here I'm starting with the Asian region of the um of the season I'm starting in Asia and then working my way up to Europe and then um I think there's another track uh, pretty close, pretty close to um Asia, which I've done a little bit later, and I'll show you that later. But um, that we've got Europe and then North America, South America, and we will we'll work our way through across the world. But India, great racing, also appeals to a large fan base. I think oh, it's about what one point six, one point six billion people I think living in India. it's over one billion. Um, so it'll, it'll appeal to a massive audience, and also in Uttar Pradesh, which is a pretty popular capital. Um. Public space in India as is any other place will have a massive impact um on the on the sport. Um even 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 just like one race in India, considering like how much the sport is growing in Asia and India in India as a whole, um, that would de- I think it'll definitely work. I think the reason India was taking off the calendar is because of the um tax returns, it wasn't given enough to the Indian government. Which is a shame because it's such a good track and I think India's I, I, I I'm obviously I'm from an Indian have an Indian heritage um so and British Asian so I think it would be amazing to see a race like India on the calendar and you'll get more um people definitely in Asia more hyped about the sport and more interested in the sport moving on to round five now this race is on the 2022 and 2023 Formula One calendar. But it is a bit earlier. It's in its earlier spot as usual. Like I said, I want I wanted to sacrifice um the sort of order that the races usually are and when when they usually take place for geographic location, meaning that round five is at the Marina Bay Drinks Street, Street Circuit in Singapore. Is this gonna work? I don't know. Um, maybe in real life you think it would be. Um interesting to see if it could work, but in terms of locations, it's probably the best time for it to take place rather than going from Asia to Europe to Asia to Europe. Yeah, it would be too much of a hassle. So having all those Asian races in the club together, like they have for like the European section of the normal calendar, is a more fair is a better idea. Round six, um a pretty controversial one that might split a couple of opinions, uh is obviously we're heading to the principality we're heading to Monaco now. Let me explain. So, a lot of people will say, oh, "Monaco, it's not, not overtaken not overtaking there. You know, it's it's too narrow. They need just circuit." Why was Monaco put on the in the first place? It's not for wheel-to-wheel racing. F1 used to not be known for wheel-to-wheel racing. It was known for its history. It was known for seeing cars go around the track and some guys who loved racing you just go went, go around the track and they you know, went racing. That's what people think of Formula One. It's some guys going on the track and going racing. That's what Monaco is. Sit on a yacht, got some drinks, got some cocktails on the on the yacht. Watch set up the swimming pool, Nouvelle Chicane. Watch the F1 cars fling by. The history of the Principality. You know, it's all together. The Monaco Grand Prix is a stunning race. Of course, it's a stunning race, and I think it. I don't think it would challenge overtaking. I mean, mean, there's not a lot of places to overtake, of course, but it challenges strategy. It challenges the strategists. So there's one team you probably think would not do very well there. It challenges... It challenges the the drivers, because you have to do so many things in one lap. And if you make one mistake, you're on the wall. Boom, that's your race done. So... I I love Monaco as a spectacle. You obviously love watching it. And, I mean, whenever you think of Formula 1, you think of the Monaco Grand Prix. So it's an absolute... It would be an absolute... It would be a massive shame if it was taken off the calendar. It would would be an absolute scam to see Formula 1 without Monaco Monaco Grand Prix. Formula 1 without the Monaco Grand Prix is sugar-free candy. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, um, I I probably wanted to keep Monaco in the Canada. Then, after that, round seven is Baku. We're heading to Azerbaijan. Uh, It was introduced in 2016, 2015, 2016. I think it was 2016. And ever since then, it's been a massive success, especially in Azerbaijan, and being in such a small country. Um, And it also provides very good racing, 90-degree turns. Turn one, you got you got to turn the brake magic on, Lewis. You got to turn the brake magic off. Um. Um. And yeah, it, it really chale- it really challenges the mind, um, Baku, because once again, you make one mistake, you are in the wall. Um. And it's also very a very nice place to watch cars go around in qualifying. It might be a bit harder to overtake in the race. There's also runoff everywhere, um, which might make it a bit harder to overtake in the race. But qualifying definitely brings a spectacle. Um. So, yeah, that's why I said Baku for round seven. Round eight, um, back to the new additions to the Formula One calendar. I think these next three are new additions um, that were not on the 2022 or are not on the uh, 2023 Formula One calendar. So, number eight, we're going back to Turkey and we're heading to Istanbul Park. What a track. I mean, not only is there massive elevation changes many overtaking um zones. And we did go back there a couple of times in 2020 and 2021. However, there is an unbelievable change for weather conditions. It changes within a second. And in 2020 2020 we got an unbelievable race where um I think Paradise brought the wrong compound of tire. They didn't uh, expect it to rain as much as it did. Meaning that we got an unbelievable collie. Lance Stroll got pole. The race was even better than start when nobody got off the line. Oh, it's amazing. I I, I honestly I loved everything. I loved I love Istanbul Park. I think I watched the coup yeah. Especially when Lewis Hamilton won his um Seventh World Championship. Yeah. It brings a massive spectacle. Um and yeah, I I, I think now in the European section, I mean it's a bit earlier than I would have liked. But you know, I, I want to keep them organized. So when I, if it's there, it's if it's there, it's there. If it's if it's not, then it's an absolute tragedy. Formula One, get it back on the calendar. Uh, number nine, number nine and ten are two German tracks. Um, number nine is the European Grand Prix, A.K.A. Okay. We're going to the Nurburgring, which hosted um a race in two thousand ten and uh, no, two thousand twenty. Sorry. Um, and yeah, it's a very very good. Track. We're not going to the Nordschleife, by the way. It's not the Nordschleife, because we can't... Uh, Formula 1 just can't race there. Um We're going to the Nola Ring in Eiffel. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I honestly... It, I haven't seen any races there. But I, the fans love it. I've watched a couple highlights there, a couple races there. The 2021... I didn't watch the 2021, but... um Yeah. It's... a very. I think it's a very good track. It's got... Like Sapang, it's got a combination of... um High breaking zones and fast speed a corn- uh, high speed corners um so yeah hockenheim um Nür- ring um, is definitely a must for the calendar and i'm going to be labeling that as the European Grand Prix uh the second one um round ten is the German Grand Prix at hockenheim both are brilliant I think hockenheim's a lovely track that we obviously couldn't go to in 2020 and they lost in 2019 because um I think they the Hockenheim just wasn't paying enough money for Formula One to host the race. Um, But it was amazing. There was changeable weather conditions. Um, Just everything about it was a brilliant spectacle. Um, It's a shame they obviously took it off the calendar. But yeah, I I really hope it comes. I really hope it comes back soon. Considering how much how popular Formula One is in Germany, Um, it's a real shame to not see it on the calendar. Um, round 10, round 11, sorry, it's pretty close to that, in Austria, Red Bull Ring, I mean, I I don't don't really want to say anything else, it's, I I think, Austria, it's a bit controversial about it, I mean, it's not done anything wrong, so, yeah, maybe the races aren't unbelievable there, but I feel like it has, I think it has to say, I don't think it's done anything wrong, I think it's still very good for racing, um, uh, round 12, one, uh, one of the most historic tracks, one of the tracks that has been on the Formula 1 calendar, until the race, until the start of Formula 1. It was the race where it all began. Uh, round, 12, round 12 is Stilwellston, the British Grand Prix. Very good race. We've seen some unbelievable racing twenty twenty three. 2022. One of the best, if not the best race of the year. Round 13, um, before the last race before the summer break is Portimao. We had two races there uh, in 2020 and 2021. I thought I honestly thought they were very very good races, um, personally, and yeah, the elevation changes obviously are a massive factor there, and yeah, honestly, it's a very very good racing track. So, and it's also very, geographically very close. So round 13, Portimao. Uh, round 14, Spa. There's been a lot of debate about um, how if Spa's going to stay on the calendar. That's nonsense. Spa has to stay forever. It's just a perfect racing track. As I said, like. That, like that bus stop chicane in the in the uh, third sector towards the start-finish line. You know, that's just one example of so many great places um, to overtake. Eau Rouge, one of the most iconic corners on the Formula 1 calendar. So it has to stay, and also it's a very good race to watch, especially after Formula 1 comes back to after the summer break. It's a very uh, good circuit to have when you're coming back from summer break. So um, I'm surprised that they've moved it. Before the summer break for this year. But yeah. Spa. Um, the uh, round 14. Round 15. Zandvoort. Zandvoort, I think it's a very good track. Let's be honest. The only reason we went back to Zandvoort Was because of Max Verstappen. And how much he. His popularity was growing in. The Netherlands. Um, yeah. I think it's. I think that's. Zandvoort would be a very good track. Especially the banking. has got some very good elevation changes as well. Uh, got, I think it's got some very decent off- overtaking opportunities, especially, especially in the first sector. Um, I think, I think Zanvorts. Yeah, it's, it's unique in its, in in its own way, but yeah, I think, I think it's just there on the calendar for now. Round 16, um, two races, not, no, no, not both in Italy, but they're very close to each other, like the Nürburgring and Hockenheim one round 16 we're heading to Monza. Now normally Spa Zandvo, and Monza would be a triple header, but for this one I feel like um I'm going to put i would probably have Spa and Zandvoort as a triple header uh, as a double header and then the next two are uh, the one after Monza and the one after um that as a double header as well. Um Monza, brilliant circuit, fans love it. Um it's brought some unbelievable races and yeah, personally I think it's um, I think it has to stay forever. It has to... I think it has to stay. Um, just... It's the... Uh, it's a Temple of Speed, one of the fastest... It's, I think the fastest track on this calendar that I've proposed. So, yeah. Gotta be... Gotta be one. Gotta be. Um, round 16. Yeah, I think it, for me to nailed on the F1 calendar. Um, round 17 is Imola. Very close in geographical location. Imola's obviously a good good track. And Imola will host the San Marino Grand Prix because it's the track itself is located in San Marino, which isn't in Italy. So I think it's... For me, it's a bit com- confusing to have two Italian... Uh, two races for, like, for in... For Italy. So instead of calling it the Romagna Grand Prix, I would probably just call it the San Marino Grand Prix and the Italian Grand Prix. Number 18. Now, this one has been a very debated topic of where um of um a track that formula one should definitely go to. And it is Kaya Lamy Uh now I think they've they hosted Formula One races in the past in the in the um twentieth century. They've never hosted one in the twenty first century. I'd love to see modern cars go around in South Africa, especially in um a region where Formula One has not really had a chance to kick on. So I would love to see um uh, Kyle Lami guys spot in the calendar. Number 19, um, uh, re- uh, round 19 of uh, the Formula 1 Championship. Uh, my my Formula 1 World Championship. Um, we're doing a bit of a detour here, going from South Africa all the way over to uh, Suzuka. The reason I'm doing Suzuka not at the start of the season, but towards the end of the season, is because I think it sort of brings a lot of uncertainty, which you need in a title battle um, and I think it brings a lot of uncertainty to the title battle, because it brings such a good race and such a good a- occasion, especially for the lot until the end of the season. Like, you never know what you're really going to get Suzuka. You get an unbelievably wet race, or you could get a, a dry race that brings out a lot of thrill. Um, yeah, you can, yeah, you never know. And also, Japan has an unbelievable following Formula 1 now with Yuki Tsunoda on the grid. So, yeah, number 19 is going to be Suzuka. Round twenty. Uh we're heading to the United States of America. How's a terrible American accent? Um uh, we're not gonna head to Miami, we're not heading to Vegas, we're not heading to Indianapolis, we're heading to Austin. Um If I was to go if I was to do like any of the I I don't here's the reason I want to go with Austin. If I was to do any of the other races, um then the uh form I would be Formula One would be paying to host a race there. Like, um, let's say Formula One wants to race in like um, Rome. That's what they want a street circuit in Rome. Formula One would probably have to pay the street for the street circuit to be built, um, and it they'd have to license it to become a Grade A circuit. And bearing in mind, I'm not doing any sort of random locations here. I'm only picking out the 43 Grade A circuits in the world, um, and Austin is a very good Grade A circuit, especially in the United States. Um, I'm very happy with what it brings. It brings a very good racing, um, especially that turn one hairpin where it, there's a lot of changes that can be made at the start of the race and cause a bit of chaos. Yeah, I think I think Austin is a. I don't think it needs to be changed. I think it can stay on the calendar for a, a good amount of time, especially while Formula One grows in the US. I and mean, obviously, you would probably want to have more races in the US. Yes, but I don't think apart from Indianapolis, which I'm not really a big fan of. Um, because of Indianapolis, <clears throat> um, I I just I just not really a big fan of going to a track where the Indy Five Hundred is set, and also if I was to put it near Austin, I think it would probably clash with the Indy Five Hundred, which obviously the Indy Five Hundred would take priority, um, over that over the Austin Austin race over the um India Indianapolis Grand Prix. I prefer to have the one American race um, at Austin, especially towards the end of the season, where so, where, imagine there's, like, a title battle, then so many can be, so much can be decided there, and it'll be a great spectacle for racing. On to the last three rounds now, um, round 21, and it's purely not in its usual, uh, place on the calendar, because of geographical location, round 21, we're heading to Canada, we're heading to the circuit, circuit villeneuve V um, Canada's a very, very good. I think I'm, it's an interesting one because it's a great track, obviously, but especially with the way of organize everything, you sort of have to have it at the end of the season, which I don't think's ever happened before. But I think it's, I think it would be a good spectacle for um, a lot and maybe like a title, a title fight. Let's say a title fight having a can Canada. I think it's a, a place like once again, if you make a mistake, you're in the wall because. You don't really realize, but the, the walls are it's like almost like a street circuit, um, because the walls are so close together, and um, it's a very risk, risk, riskful environment if you make one mistake or lock up into maybe like we've seen in the people crash into the wall of champions, um, because it that that wall tightens in on you as you as you go over the curb, so that it's very hard to manage, um, so yeah, Canada definitely should stay um should definitely stay on the calendar but i'm putting a bit lower down i wanted to organize with all the north american and south american races uh round 22 is mexico now obviously mexico has had the most entertaining formula one races over the last uh three or four uh three or four years but i think it does obviously the atmosphere there sergio perez is on the grid so you kind of have to have um, a race in mexico considering how popular he is on the grid so yeah, gotta have a right. Imagine if I'll put it this way: if you don't want to have back to grid. imagine if Checo was fighting for a championship, and we go to Mexico, and he could win the championship there. Imagine if he wins the championship and Tomás. Imagine how cool that would be. You yeah? know, that, that would just be so, that would be so cool. That'd be unbelievable to watch. That is what I think Mexico is built for. Round 23, the final round. You probably guessed it. We're going to Interlagos. I don't know why, I think, I think it was just to do with money that they cut it in the first place at the final round. And because Abby W was pro- uh, proposing so much money. Get this back. Get, I- I'll repeat it. Get this back. That's the season finale right now. It produces a banger every single time. It's just so good for raising it for me. It's one of the best racetracks, if not the best racetrack in the world. So, yeah. No surprise that Interlagos is the season for me. So that is my proposed uh, Formula 1 calendar for the 2023 season. You can obviously have your own opinion. Were there any that I missed out? Um, yeah, I mean, I I I, I, try, I really tried. I mean, I had 23 races in the end, so it would have been hard to squeeze in any more. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to this and me giving my opinion on the calendar. Uh, what would your calendar be for the season what changes would you make to mine and would you um would you like the calendar that they proposed for the 2023 season um thank you so much for listening and it's goodbye from me